Final Destination 5 once again sees death hunting down the survivors of a major tragedy. After so many entries in the franchise, you might wonder if the creativity in the deaths would start to diminish. So join us today as we revisit the final, final destination. At least until part 6 comes out. Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim. Yo, what up my Screamlings? Oh god. This is a horror movie <laughs> podcast. We get together and we talk about horror movies. It's really quite that <laughs> you simple. You don't like me shouting out the Screamlings? Sometimes you just hit me with some really new things, you know, right <laughs> at the start of the show with no warning. It, uh... <laughs> You know, I'm not saying you have to clear it with me beforehand, but a uh, heads up. <laughs> maybe, I should know, maybe I should know by now just to expect the unexpected. Uh, but yeah, so coming up on this episode, we'll be talking about Final Destination 5. We have been working through the franchise um, about one, up, one per month uh, for the last little bit. And this, of course, is the newest entry until the sixth one, which is apparently coming. Uh, but with HBO Max's current uh, predicament, who knows? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they scrapped Batgirl, maybe they'll scrap Final Destination 6 as well, but uh, hopefully we'll get to see it and we can check it out later in the year. But, um, yeah, so this is the, the fifth film, and, I mean, you know, obviously we always start spoiler-free. I give you a warning before we get into spoilers, we'll give some general thoughts. There's not really much to say in spoiler-free before we just give general impressions, other than, you know, premise-wise, it's the same as before, uh, except the, <laughs> the the incident that starts, a big bridge incident, where a bridge mm -hmm. collapses, and that's, you know, pretty much, pretty much it. Like, anything else would be spoiling deaths or spoiling, you know, things that happen in the movie. So, uh, yeah, death chases them down one by one, and there we go. That's the, that's the, that's the, the, the flick. Um, mm -hmm. now I remember this having maybe some of the worst characters of the series from when I first saw it that, <laughs> I've only seen this once before I watched it today which was you know in fact this is the only one in the series that I saw in the theatre actually Ooh. funnily enough uh, now th this had to have been 3D right? it was all yeah I, I think they didn't lean on it as much but it was also okay. 3D yeah okay <laughs> it was still in that if era if not I would have been surprised <laughs> yeah I mean I don't think the movie itself does much with it you know, or it's mm -hmm. not too in your face, but I think the opening credits are pretty, the three D, you know, centric. Yeah, it's not like the whole movie is trying to be, but there's definitely like one or two kills that are like very in your face. That I was yeah. like, okay, that if that wasn't you know for three D, I don't know what they're doing. They definitely ruined it in though, because like the fourth movie, <clears throat> every kill was like this yes, is in three D, yeah. and you're <laughs> going to know it's in three D by the the way it does stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, they went a bit more subtle, I guess, <laughs> with this one. Uh, yeah. you want to call it that it's a series known for its subtlety of course yes mm. that's <laughs> a, a silent killer mm -hmm. so um yeah um yeah uh, i mean I, i'll just ask the question i guess I mean, what, <laughs> I, what i was going to say was yeah i remember the characters and maybe some of the acting being some of the worst but having mm. a relatively decent time because it didn't take itself as seriously as some of the other entries which, because mm -hmm. obviously one of my favorite things about too is that it really did sort of lean more black comedy at points and kind of had a more light tone to it. Um, mm -hmm. So I was curious to see how I'd feel coming back to it and watching it again, especially in the context of watching through them all and having them all fresh in my head to compare mm -hmm. and contrast and all the rest of it. So, um, yeah, Tim, how yeah. do you generally feel 
about Final <laughs> Destination the fifth. So, uh, like I've said before in the other reviews, um, I, I've seen these films very recently, like just a few years ago. I, I hadn't really seen any of them, and then I kind of did like a big, um, or except for the fourth one I, I saw in theaters <laughs> randomly, but um, most of them I, I hadn't seen before, and then I did a, a marathon like a few years ago. Now, I'm pretty sure <laughs> that I watched this one uh, at that time, but I really did not remember a goddamn thing <laughs> uh, from it. Uh, so it, if I'm not sure if I did see this before, but if I did, it basically felt like a, a new watch for me. Um, I feel like you'd remember the ending if you if you'd seen it yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. Um, which <laughs> man, we'll get into that. Oh yeah, that's spoiler territory, uh, obviously. But yeah. <laughs> uh, so man, this one I, I think is really really strange. Um, the so. Like you're kind of talking about, you know, how some of them take more seriously and some of them are a little bit of a, a lighter tone. Uh, so what I think is kind of funny in redoing uh, or rewatching these movies is that, you know, like the odd number ones, those ones tend to be, you know, the ones that were like a bit more serious. They felt like they were going for kind of more dramatic tone. And then uh, two and four, I feel like the ones that uh, were the ones that, you know, were a bit more comedic and, um, you know, uh, and just had like a, a, a bit more fun uh, with it. And, uh, and, you know, those, those were the ones that I tended to enjoy more. And then this one, it kind of seems like a weird mix of like both of those things. Cause I feel like the characters in the stories, um, well, I, I guess more like the main characters, like some of the side characters are like straight up out of like sitcoms or oh, yeah. you know, like <laughs> goofy uh, comedy stuff. Yeah. PG, PG, PG burn or PJ burn. Sorry. Sorry. Say that right. PJ mm -hmm. Byrne is an actor I've seen pop up in a lot of things. He's been a very serious character in some things like Black Lightning, and um, mm -hmm. he was in uh, Big Little Lies. But then he's also been really goofy in, say, The Boys. Uh, and he's in this. He's like the, I know, the pervert, I guess. <laughs> the, the goofy pervert oh, okay. oh, character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was like, oh, he's in this. Todd Packer from <laughs> yeah, The Office, yeah. which... <laughs> I didn't realize till later in the movie, but they worked for a paper company in this, and I was like, "That yeah, has to be that, intentional. That has yeah. to be it." Because this is two thousand, uh, what ten or eleven? So the, mm -hmm. the Office would have been like season three ish, uh, yeah. about now. Yeah, so. that definitely <laughs> seemed uh, intentional. But um, I mean, we got to get into whatever the hell is going on with this uh, workplace and this retreat because I have like a million questions. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, we'll save that. So. Yeah, so this so this is really weird to me because it seems like the the main kind of characters and the main thrust of the story feels very serious and dramatic. But then when it comes time for like the kills, like a lot of the kills are very silly. But like the movie kind of feels like it's still trying to portray them like kind of dramatic. Like the you know the music is you know still very like serious and like um you know it uh, feels like the you know just the way it looks and and the way they're showing it like it, it never really feels like it's going for a more comedic tone but like the deaths themselves do get very silly uh so i, I don't know it's a very uh, weird mixed bag uh you were kind of mentioning uh this one having some bad acting and bad characters um so i i will agree i i feel like aside from the first final destination movie every movie after that has to have just like the most bland like main character like this franchise is just full of incredibly you know bland boring uh protagonists and i, I think you know the the guy in this uh you know apologies to the actor but i i think he's just like 
so goddamn boring <laughs> in this uh it's uh it, it was almost painful like uh there's an, enough like fun side characters that uh it's not too bad but uh, i just don't know why the series always feels like having just really i feel like just bland forgettable um main characters but uh, oh and uh yeah and I, I think it looks bad there's like some definitely some bad cgi some bad special effects uh the actings and stuff isn't that great but um i guess i do kind of have to give it credit uh when it comes to the kills I, I thought a lot of the kills were actually surprisingly pretty fun uh i feel like i was kind of gearing myself up to this being a, like a bit more of a, a painful watch uh which you know I, I definitely don't think it's a great movie uh you know a lot of it is, is just having to do with just extremely uninteresting boring uh characters that are thrusting uh you know the film forward but i, I almost had fun with like pretty much every kill so uh i don't know i guess i, I don't know it's a bad movie but it's not like the most egregious or you know least enjoyable watch like i, I guess i had enough fun with it to be like you know give it maybe a slight recommend if you're a fan of the franchise or you know if you're gonna marathon them like you know you're probably here for the kills anyway so uh you know there's enough fun to be had with that but i mean overall though like i don't know it's it's not my favorite movie uh, of the series by far no it's not my favorite i mean obviously two is the the favorite yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, by like a huge margin too <laughs> by, by a pretty big margin yeah um yeah i like I, I think the kills are mostly really fun mm -hmm. um i think the fact that it treats them kind of seriously even though they're really goofy it's kind of what makes them better than they are because it, sure. <laughs> it kind of hates you know it's just that thing where when a bad movie is intentionally being bad to be funny it's not that good but when it's in unintentionally fair, yeah. being mm -hmm. uh bad that's when it's funny and mm -hmm. i think that them taking the kills very seriously when they're doing really silly stuff uh uh, at least I, I don't think it's like being so dramatic to the point where it, it's kind of ruining the fun of it at the very least um yeah. so we'll talk about obviously some of the kills and all, all the rest of it uh there's some bad lanes and things like that that are kind of amusing it, i mean i guess the best thing to say is that it really is like a slasher movie sequel where there's a lot of good kills uh yeah. but the characters aren't that great necessarily uh, mm. you know there's some funny like moments of some questionable logic at times um, I think the big points I give this movie, and I think I probably felt this when I first watched it, but having watched them like all close together for this, mm -hmm. I can say definitively now, this movie avoids so much of what I'm sick of in this franchise, just because mm -hmm. it's avoiding certain things. Um, like, I appreciated so much that we didn't have to do like tons of the watching the signs bullshit. There's like hardly any sure. of that in this mm -hmm. one. Um like obviously you get the vision at the start that kind of does the big thing but there's not a lot of like weird little moments before that like what, what you know you don't start getting them till it's like properly the start of the vision and then mm. after that there's not all these little signs that they're noticing around where the main character's noticing signs of how someone else might die like that, that is completely gone and i am so mm. thankful it, it was bogging down so much of uh like three especially uh about yeah. four but certainly a lot of three so I really appreciated that, and and there's actually kind of a reason for some of it, which we can't talk about until spoilers. But mm -hmm. um, like I, I did, I did appreciate that uh, quite a bit. Um, so that that, that kind of like won some credit with me uh, mm -hmm. as it was going forward. It would you know because like normally in these movies, when the first person gets killed after you know the accidents happened and the death starts hunting them down, 
Like, immediately mm. there's a conspiracy, immediately there's these ideas. Mm. Uh, it was actually almost refreshing in this that no one really, like, took it as a bad sign. They are just oh, that's really unfortunate. Let's just go a better day until the next mm. kill happens. You know, so it got to yeah. sort of play out more like they're unsuspecting for a while until, uh, you know, things really hit the fan and uh, mm. whatever. Uh, so I think I like this a bit more than you do. I agree it's a bad mm. movie, though, because it does have, you know, I think the lead actor is not good at all. Uh I think his love interest, uh, Molly, I think mm. she's pretty weak in this. Now, I, maybe they're better in other things, but I think in this movie, neither of them have anything approaching like likability or charisma. <laughs> uh, they're just, like, so uninteresting. Like, it, it's not even like I feel like they're bad. To me, they're just, like, almost nothing, which I, I guess is kind of worse. Like, because at least if you're, you know, like, really over-the-top bad, you know, that can sometimes be entertaining think, or cheesy but i don't know to me they're just like yeah l- like you said they have like no charisma or whatever it's just yeah, like I, I, I staring think that at paint dry it's bad maybe it's not a re- re- reflection of the bad acting per se maybe it's a reflection of mm. you know bad directing because this director's not done much this director only did a couple of films after us this was, this was his first feature length um and the other thing is probably maybe just the script because i mean the first scene we mm. see them together it's just her like saying uh, you know, like, we're through, like, this isn't working out, we're breaking up kind mm-hmm. of thing. But it's done in such a sort of low-key way that just, it doesn't feel like an entrance to the movie. It feels like just kind of a, a like, a thrown-together, like, scene. And I never really feel invested in any way, shape, or form. Not that I expect to feel invested in a relationship in a Final Destination movie, but even on, like, simple terms, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't work in any respect. It just feels completely flat. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that's that's kind of a thing that's, that's there. And, you know, like... It's, but that said, though, I think this is better than four. I'll just go to see it. Oh, hard disagree. <laughs> I, I, I think this is more fun in four because the kills are more fun, by and large. Mm, I, I don't know. I, I I just think this one like just really looks bad, and the characters are so annoying. I I don't know. I I, I don't think four is a good movie either. <laughs> but I, I think I had more fun with it than this one. But, I think I think this gets absurd mm-hmm. enough for me, uh, mm-hmm. and because it avoids the. Oh, I've done some research. There was this this flight one eighty, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Like, because it avoids all that crap, I'm like, um, like, it does have some weird structure problems. Like, it doesn't really feel like it has a build going into its like last act. It kind of just feels mm-hmm. like, oh, I guess this is what the the final kind of like plot's going yeah. to be to to wrap things up with. Uh, but it didn't really feel like it was building to it in any big way. Uh, and we'll talk about what that is and like why it feels that way when we get into spoilers. But, um, I, I would say that um it. It's fun enough because the kills are good. And fundamentally, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, would, would I like it to have fun characters like 2? Obviously, that's why 2 is like actually good. That's the one of the three yeah. that I say is actually good. Uh, but I can really enjoy this in like a sort of bad slasher movie sequel kind of way where the one thing it gets sure. right is the kills. And because of that, yeah. I'm into it. And, it, you know, it's not a long movie. It's like 90 minutes. It, it goes by fast. Yeah, yeah it, it goes through everything. Um, I will agree there's some dodgy effects here or there, but I will say I did think they were improved from 4. Um, mm. There was definitely, you know, impalements and things like that that, you know, you know mm. I and you see them again, there's, like, there's like, a, like a reel of the kills at the end of the movie, of the past movies. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, so mm. you see them again, so they're quite fresh in my head again. Uh, mm. Like, I think those similar types of kills do look a bit, bit better here. Uh, they're still, you know, CG, mm. but they, they, they look... Maybe it, a bit, but like, yeah, like, don't I wouldn't look say it's like a huge leap. <laughs> well, the other comparison I would make is, you know, in four, there was those like, uh, like dreams of like the things that were going to cause deaths, and it was like this excuse to have like these really bad, 
uh, yeah. 3D CG models spinning around in a dream yeah. sequence. <laughs> right? Uh, the opening titles for this has, like, mm-hmm. objects, CG objects, like, coming through mm-hmm. glass uh, mm-hmm. that, that's got the credits on them. Uh, I thought that looked notably better than the CG models in the dreams from mm-hmm. from 4. Uh, so... Probably, yeah. I mean, I, I'd probably have to see them, like, back-to-back to see if it's, like, a huge difference, but, I mean, obviously it, you know, should be a little, at least a if little it, better, because it's, you know, years later. It felt big to me, but, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, again, if I compared them side-by-side, maybe, but I remember those looking laughably cartoony, and when I mm-hmm. saw these here, I thought, oh, that, those look fairly high-quality, right? They look yeah. good enough, uh, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the dream sequences in four felt like some students like project that they did for class, <laughs> like that, that's really what they felt like. Yeah. Today, kids, you're going to learn how to use AutoCAD, and you're going to model a, <laughs> a an iron that can rotate in three D space. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but I it's not a good movie, but I have fun with this because the kills are silly and fun enough, and they're frequent enough as well that. Yeah, uh, you know, I have a I have a decent time with it, but um, no, you know. I mean, it's I, I don't think we're too far off. I mean, I I had fun too. Uh, again, you know, mostly or pretty much all because of the kills. But yeah, uh, yeah. I, it's interesting that you like four a bit more than I do, and and I admitted that four was better than I remembered. But I yeah. I, I think I do like five a bit more just because it's silly enough that. Uh, and I I do think the ending's fun. It's not as smart as the movie probably yeah. thinks it is, but I do think it's a fun ending. Yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting it, and then, like, as, as I kind of, you know, the wheels started to turn in my head, and I was like, oh, wait a minute, is this what they're doing? Like, I was like, you know, okay, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's unnecessary, maybe kind of stupid, but, you know, it's, who cares? You definitely um, get the impression this was, like, they sort of thought of this as being the last one for, at least now, when they made it. Because, sure. mm-hmm. you know, because it, it has been, like, you know, what, uh, 11 years since this came out? Yeah. Yeah. And we're only just now getting a, a sixth movie of some kind. So, yeah. uh, the one I don't know if you call it a big thing, but one thing I definitely didn't need in this movie is another, you know, police subplot. Uh, oh sure, like, yeah. Like they, and it's not like you know it takes up a lot of the movie or whatever, but it's just like yeah, yeah. And anytime they're doing that stuff, it's like uh, we just we can't do this. Like we just we need to get to the kills. Like we can't have this extra stuff going on. Well, that's why it's it's lucky it's so quick. I mean, this is a complaint in a way, but in this mm-hmm. movie, because most of it's not good, you're happy that they're they're all undercooked. But a mm-hmm. lot of the plot threads in this movie do feel underdeveloped in oh, the sure. sense that they just kind of happen and you just kind of go along mm-hmm. with it. And the you know the investigator played by Courtney B. Vance, who's looking into stuff, like mm-hmm. it actually doesn't have that much time which is good but it also feels kind of absurd that he's even suspicious mm-hmm. of anything because no one person could have caused what happened yeah. on that bridge it's not it's not like the explosives went off or anything like that it was like it just started falling apart because of the wind um yeah. and you know he's being really suspicious and talking to the main character because you know people you know heard him have a vision and they ended up saving a bunch of people but I'm like, what did you think he did? Especially since uh, dur- during this interview like that's happening, and he's interviewing a few of the people that survived after it, early in the mm-hmm. movie, he, you know, he's talking to one of them, and he mentions, oh, he just got dumped by his girlfriend. 
So he's like, just dumped by his girlfriend. Hey, that's a possible motive. And I'm like, what? He got dumped right before they got on the bus. What could, what plan did he concoct in that time to take down a bridge? Like, what? Yeah. what? <laughs> also, like, uh, you know, his girlfriend survives, obviously. Yes, yeah, she wasn't killed in it, so... Yeah. Um, so, the logic... So, this is what I'm talking about, where some of the bad stuff is silly enough that I'm kind of like, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of into the stupidity of this. Uh, um, I, I do think they add, like, some interesting new, like, wrinkles or rules, uh, you know, okay. into the series, which was kind of nice. And, you know, I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say, like, that his... Uh, you know, the main character's uh, girlfriend, Molly... Um, she actually survives in the vision, which uh, that's right, yeah. means I mean, she's kind of safe throughout the movie, which I think that's an interesting thing to do. Like, oh, we haven't really seen that before. Well, to be fair, she could just die after he does. Uh, well, in the, in the vision, it looks like she was pretty clear of the bridge. I mean, I, yeah, yeah, there's I guess, a lot of stuff that can yeah. still happen, I guess. But yeah, I, I guess that's the argument. And that, that is interesting. But I was thinking mm-hmm. like, yo, this could just mean she dies after you. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. <laughs> like, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> um, that's clearly where the vision ends, it's when he gets killed, so... In, the, uh, in this universe, like, things are constantly flying through the air at oh, very I know, dangerous yeah. speeds. So. But we, we, we joked last time about uh, lawsuits to various places. There's, there's, a oh, cu- yeah. there's a couple in this movie that are facing some serious lawsuits about what happens, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, I will say one thing. The... Um, it was just kind of weird watching this is I actually used to have like a weird fear. Well, I don't know if it's weird, but I actually did kind of have a fear of bridges. Like when I was young, like I hated any time we would have to drive over a bridge because I just would automatically imagine it collapsing. So like, <laughs> what, like, I don't know. Like, and I actually, like when I was like really young, I actually used to hold my breath um, while we'd cross a bridge. Cause I guess maybe I was like a little OCD or something <laughs> like, uh, because I, I don't know, I thought holding my breath would help not make the bridge collapse or whatever. Um, so it's just kind of funny watching this and being like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing that used to scare me. I still don't love going over bridges, but I don't like freak out or anything. Are you scared of flying as well? Uh, no, but I don't. I I don't like being on like on uh in buildings on like really high up floors like sure if i was okay. in a hotel and i was staying on like the you know 26th floor um it, it's not like i won't do it but it's like it, let's say if i'm up there it, it'll just be like a little thing in the back of my head every now and again i'll be like oh you could fall right through this floor <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you know i know it's not gonna happen and like uh and sometimes i'm even like that with if i'm in like a city that has um like subways or something like like if i'm in new york and they have like you know these layers of like subways and like i don't know sometimes just walking on the street i'll be like oh there's a subway right underneath me like what is like what will what's gonna stop me from just like the earth just opening up and me following falling down <laughs> uh there's a track record of the earth not doing that so that's, I know. <laughs> that's probably the, the best evidence to suggest that uh yeah. i know it, it's an irrational fear but it's just like one of those things i have <laughs> Yeah, I aren't necessarily like super tall buildings, but I mm-hmm. like it. Well, I don't think I've got an irrational fear of heights because people who have irrational fear of heights like are scared if they're like up mm-hmm. a small ladder. I don't really care about that. Right, right, right. right. It's, it's when I'm up mm-hmm. so high that I feel like, oh, a gust of wind could just throw me over the edge, and yeah, like mm-hmm. you know, that that would be it. <laughs> like so, mm-hmm. yeah. but I, I don't know if that's irrational or just a perfectly rational fear of heights. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so the yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, so there's some silly stuff. There's some silly stuff. Uh, but we'll, we'll get into uh, the whole shebang. So I, I think we'll give the spoiler warning and we can get into the, the movie and work through it. So full spoilers for Final Destination 5 from this point on. You have been warned. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, there's opening titles uh, right away. There's no like, pre-credit sequence or anything like that. And then... The credit sequence felt long. <laughs> It was pretty low. I felt they were milking it. It's, it's like they had to hit 90 minutes, so they're like, okay, let's yeah. do an extra, let's stretch this out for a minute just to, to hit that arbitrary amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we're introduced immediately. Like, it's like, a, it's all people who work at this paper company who are going on a retreat, so they're all meeting up outside uh, and having a drink. And when I say drink, I just mean like, it's like picnic style stuff. And mm-hmm. they're going to go on a coach to whatever. I, I don't even think they mentioned where they're going. I have no idea what this trip was for. <laughs> They they like say like a corporate retreat or something, but yeah. it seems fishy. It's <laughs> <laughs> all, all a bit suspect. Like I, I don't know. I, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe a lot of places do this, but like the whole idea of like corporate retreat sounds like one of those things you see a lot in like sitcoms or movies that don't sure. doesn't actually happen in real life. At least not that much anymore. Because I mean, my God, the idea of a company actually like spending money <laughs> to. <laughs> Yeah, like transport people and and stuff seems ridiculous. Um, All right. But so the the thing that was like kind of like driving me crazy at first was like figuring out like why all these people are together. Because like, you know, it should be that they all like work together. But like the main character, he's like a chef, right? Like he doesn't work for this company, right? Well, I think I think he works for the company, but he's also a chef, mm-hmm. and he's, like, thinking of leaving <laughs> soon to go and take a bigger role as a chef. Because there's a joke at the start where <laughs> his friend, who's his supervisor, right, that's sort of mm-hmm. the, this, the next main guy. Uh, Eyebrows. Peter Friedkin. Uh, actually, later on in the movie, when his hair's down, he's a bit disheveled. I thought he kind of looked mm-hmm. like a disheveled Tom Cruise. Like, he doesn't look like Tom Cruise normally, but when he's acting a bit disheveled and his hair's kind of crazy, I'm like, this is kind of mm-hmm. what Tom Cruise looks like when he's, like, kind of crazy looking. <laughs> He kind of reminded me of uh, Peter Gallagher a little bit. Oh, okay. I, I think mostly the big, like, thick eyebrows. Uh, but he's like, hey, dude, I said, when I said, you know, could do a bit of catering for this, I, I meant, like, some donuts, <laughs> maybe, and, like, you know, <laughs> like, 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 a, like a pot of coffee, not uh, this, mm-hmm. like, feast that you've put out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it was a bit weird because it felt like he already had a job. I, I think maybe he was interning at a restaurant. While he was Maybe. working at this paper company. Yeah, um, I guess. <laughs> um, but the paper company has the office where I think a lot of the people were working, but obviously there's the other mm-hmm. friend uh, who works in the, the the warehouse side of it, who mm-hmm. the actual paper production side of the, the company. Um, mm-hmm. And he, like, he has like, a weird interaction with, like, so he's, like, actually the supervisor there now, and a lot mm-hmm. of the people who work there aren't happy that this young kid who's went to college is now their supervisor because they're all older. And this one guy named Roy is, like, giving him, like, a lot of shit and refusing to, you know, he's like, why did you get a day off to go to this retreat and leave us all here? <laughs> we were a man down because of that. And I'm like, this is your boss. You wouldn't <laughs> complain, like, you'd, you'd grumble about it, you'd make fun of him and complain when he's not around, but you'd, like, <laughs> like, this is surreal what's happening here. Yeah. I mean, maybe he's just racist because he's black, but, you know, uh, like, sure. I'm saying Roy's racist to the character because the other character's black, but, yeah, yeah. Um, like, I, I don't, like, like even still, like he 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 can fire you. I, there's like one throwaway <laughs> line he has, but why he doesn't do that? Because like when he's you know he's when the main guy comes to get him, he's like, why don't you just like get rid of him? 
He's like, ah, oh, because then they'd all like, you know, rise up against me. I'd have a whole, you know, warehouse full of Roy's. But I'm like, oh, you make an example out of them that this bullshit is not tolerated. And if they want to keep their goddamn job, they'll respect their boss. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be fair though, I, um, like I, I wouldn't talk like that to my, you know, boss or supervisor, but I probably would feel similar if like some young punk kid came in and like, oh, sure. all of a sudden was telling me what to do. I would but it, it's not pissed. even like it's his choice to go in this retreat. He, this is something from yeah, corporate yeah, yeah. that's making him go in this. So it's not even his yeah, that's... shitty decision that's doing it. So yeah, there, there's probably a lot more like realistic things that he could have been mad about. Like that, that thing just seems like a, yeah, just a bullshit thing that like managers would always do. Like you wouldn't really care. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was all really absurd. And then of course, uh, was it Molly, the girlfriend, shows up? Oh, and, and then <laughs> immediately he's like, "Oh, we're breaking up." By the way, and he's like heartbroken. <gasps> yeah. Uh, just going back to that guy though, uh, <laughs> I just remembered like he, he did have like some funny line or something where he's talking about like, "Yeah, like you cut like you cut my hours in half. That means you cut my pay in half. Like, and that means like." I don't have as much money for like my ex-wife and my kids and my bookie. <laughs> it's like, he's just like naming like all this crap about like how horrible his life is. But it's like, it's not as funny that like he put his like bookie or whatever oh, well, yeah. right up there with you, his you like, could stop gambling, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, that's, that's a little bit on you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think he says, oh, yeah, my, my kid's not uh, halfing how much money he used. My bookie's not halfing yeah. like what, what he needs. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. Uh, anyway. Um, so yeah, we're interested in our characters. Todd Packard shows up, uh, mm-hmm. you know, because that's just what I remember. Uh, David Kochner is the, the actor's name. Yeah, uh, he is like the, the stern boss. T- he's not even that funny. Like he's got a couple of slight jokes later on when he's talking to the 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 law enforcement guy, mm-hmm. but that's about it. He's, he's he's otherwise quite the stern dude. Yeah, it's he is just like he and you know like a lot of people probably remember him from uh the office but he's just one of those people that's in like a million different things and oh, like yeah. almost always comedy so it's really hard for me to like you know not look at him in some type of like comedic context like even if he's trying to say stuff that's like you know not really funny like i don't know <laughs> it still has like a maybe like a slight comedic vibe they should, have just, they should have just got the rights to say the company was done under mifflin because i i totally yeah. buy that michael <laughs> scott was the one who arranged this trip because this is the sort of bullshit he'd wanted <laughs> yeah <laughs> i totally buy it it was the main character uh wasn't he even in the office in like a maybe like an episode or oh two he or may something? have been I, I know he played harvey dent on gotham with that it's just <laughs> oh wait um pete uh you, you gotta use the correct title gotham the city that batman lives in is this a reference to pennyworth the the origin of batman's butler <laughs> exactly <yeah. laughs> um and the other character we meet is olivia she's the sexy one <laughs> and i'm saying it that way because her introduction is she arrives in a van with some like you know rock guy and she comes out with like rock <laughs> clothes on, yeah. And he's not even in the rest of the movie. He's not like this is. Yeah. And this is what's so weird about this to me is it's not like she's the rock goth chick for the rest of the movie. No, this is purely <laughs> just for this scene. And then for the rest of the film, she's wearing like very professional clothes. You never see mm. her reference anything. She's like the nerdy character. She has glasses. Yeah, I mean, even she's Shaq's nerdy. She's she's like she's a blank <laughs> slate for the rest of the movie. But for mm-hmm. some reason, just this one scene, she's the sexy one because she comes out. Mm-hmm. She's clearly spent the night with this guy, 
and mm. when like the uh, the prissy girl who's dating eyebrows if that's what we're calling them, uh <laughs> yeah, when she's the like gymnast. hey yeah the gymnast yeah she's like yeah. hey olivia like uh mm. nice of you to show up on time maybe you want to do something about that back fat uh, and then, <laughs> and then Olivia takes off her top and is standing there outside in front of everyone she works with in her bra, and she goes, uh, "It's called tits," <laughs> and then walks off to get changed. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm like, this entire interaction is like, why are they acting like super bratty, like fourteen year olds for a start, <laughs> right? With these like insults, and mm. it just everything about it feels like, okay, we're a trashy horror movie. We have to establish that. And that's yeah. fine, but it's just, it's weird to me that the, for the rest of the movie, this character is, like, this this, this introduction is irrelevant mm-hmm. to them. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's so weird. <laughs> um, but whatever. Yeah. It's it's kind of hard to, like, like, I don't know, they just don't really do a great job of, like, introducing the characters. Like, I, I don't know, I, I had, like, a hard time, like, understanding the relationships. I'm like, alright, are these all friends, or are they all just co-workers? And, like, why does it seem like there's this one kind of group that's all about the same age and then like just a few like random like like well it seems like mostly everyone else is like kind of old like uh i don't know it's strange it's very odd uh so we mentioned the gymnast she's dating eyebrows and mm-hmm. she is i guess this retreat so like her and molly and stuff they don't actually work there they're just going because they're couples i guess oh, or... I, don't, I don't know maybe you're yeah, but why would why would Molly be coming then? Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm trying to figure <laughs> no, out. <laughs> I, I think she does work there because she's there later okay. on in the office. So everyone just works at this place. Yeah, that's maybe how they, they okay. met each other. I don't know. Uh, but I, I eyebrows mm. and Sam, who's the main character, I have to give my name. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're friends, even though eyebrows is a supervisor. Sam's mm. also uh, friends with the the warehouse worker. Uh, where's he on this cast list just so I can give him some sort of title I can't see him where is he oh mm. there he is Nathan he's Nathan alright mm. um, so Nathan what's in the what's in the warehouse he's like a supervisor in there mm-hmm. don't ask me to give you the job titles of the rest of them because I don't know what they're doing yeah I have no idea they're in, <laughs> they're, they're in the business like management side of it I don't know uh, maybe sales. Maybe the sales. Maybe maybe this is like the Jim and Pam of the Final Destination universe <laughs> we got going. Um, so and I don't know if you mentioned Isaac, the perverted one. Uh, yet. Not not yet. No, he he okay. shows up and his gimmick is that he tries to flirt with anyone he talks to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think his introduction, he's like he's on the phone, but he's trying to chat up this other woman that he works with and says, mm-hmm. "Oh, let's sit together." You can tell me anything. I'm a good listener. And then when she goes to talk, she goes, shh, wait a minute, don't say anything. And because he's on the phone. So mm-hmm. they're going for jokey, uh, womanizer type character, which we've already had this archetype. This was, Failure Station 3 had the guy who had the, the necklace <laughs> that he licked and stuff. Like, and he was like yeah. super pervy. I forget what his name was, but it was like something really stupid, like wannabe rapper name or something. Yeah. This guy, this guy's also uh, casually racist as well. Later, so he's got that going for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get. Can't to really that. say uh, I'm too. I was too disappointed when he died. No, no. Um, I I will say there there is one. Uh, I actually thought like, you know, legitimately funny joke where, um, you know, like uh, they're having a memorial service after the uh incident, 
um and the you know todd packard like the main boss guy is talking about like all the people that they've lost and he's like and who can forget like isaac and then they just cut to him in the crowd and he's like wait does he think i'm dead like <laughs> that, that was like a legitimately funny joke uh, no that was a good joke and then then like uh, i think it's nathan says i hear dead people <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah that, was, that was amusing enough yeah um so lo and behold all these this ragtag group of characters get on the bus <laughs> And, you know, you know, it, it doesn't do any of that weirdly like, ominous stuff. And it's not until uh, the character cuts his finger and that's kind of the start of the chain of events of, like, him having the vision. And they're already on the bridge. There's some maintenance working on. And part of the bridge, there's a whole cutout and stuff. I mean, you know, the way this bridge just falls apart is is very sudden. And just, like, okay, like, <laughs> it's just happening, I guess. Like, I, th- I think when the movie was coming out and I hadn't seen it yet, I assumed there was going to be, like, maybe... I don't know, like a hurricane or a tornado mm-hmm. or like a, a wave or something, you know, a tidal wave or something. <laughs> something yeah. that was going to affect the bridge um, that was going Magneto. to cause it. Uh, maybe it was Magneto. We, don't, we, we can't say <laughs> yeah, for we, sure it wasn't. We don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, we don't know. So, but yeah, sh- sure enough, uh, he has the, he freaks out. Uh, they all start running off the, the bus and uh, we, we get a series of deaths, some of which are better than others. Um Mm-hmm. I will say it's funny as some of the ones like you know the the perv guy he dies by like he's he's still on the bus and the bus falls off and he's like up against the window mm-hmm. like it's a funny mm-hmm. enough death but I will say seeing them just either go in the water or a car land on them in water isn't as fun because there's no blood or splat yeah yeah so you know yeah it, it's kind of strange because the like yeah it is very scary to have this big giant bridge collapse but at the same time it's one of those things where it's like all right, well, like, h- how varied are the deaths going to be? Like, you know, they're mostly just going to, you know, end up coming to just falling. Oh, but, they, they, you know, get, they get pretty varied, actually, in this opening section. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's what I was saying, yeah. like, you know, before, like, you know, when you're just kind of just thinking of it, like, oh, what's going to happen? But, um, but yeah, I mean, they, they end up doing enough kind of surprising stuff. Yeah, because eventually when, when, when eyebrows, well, first of all, he gets like a bunch of like metal rods through him that sort of fall off where the construction was happening. Uh, but then he falls down and his falls quite good because he actually hits the edge of like the base of one of the supports mm-hmm. so you get this like satisfying splat as he then bounces off and goes out of the water i really like that death yeah. uh the other one yeah. that's really good is like, i think it's the cement being mixed for the construction uh, that was cool yeah, yeah it just mm-hmm. sort of like spills onto todd packard and he mm-hmm. just like melt and it looks not bad honestly like i thought it was yeah. a decent effect um uh someone else gets cut in half uh, if i think it's the main guy gets sam or that gets cut in half at the end that's how he dies uh but yeah that does yeah i think it's the gymnast who falls in and then a car lands on her like you know it's because because she falls in and i went wait just fall in the war she may survive that and then she did you know she popped up and was oh she is all right so what's happening (laughs) now and then a car just falls on her so Mm -hmm. like it is quite comical, but it's not as like satisfying in a horror movie sense uh, that death. Yeah, yeah. But some of the other ones are really good though. So mm-hmm. I, I would say this stacks up all right as far as like variety goes. Yeah, it's not bad. It's better than three. Better than one, obviously, because one didn't really have the big set piece. Yeah. Um, we could debate about this versus four, I guess. I I think. Like, 4 is definitely very cheesy, but I still like that opening. Uh, but, I mean, you know, this is up there, too. I, don't, I wouldn't say it's too far off. Like, I'd probably put 4 above, but not, yeah. you know, by a ton. 
Obviously, two is number one. That's just the. Yes, oh, yeah, yeah. I did love uh, early, but earlier in the scene, they drive past a log truck, and I did sort of go, oh, that's a nice little play uh, to you. Like, oh, maybe yeah. a log truck will come back into play. <laughs> uh, but uh, it never did, but it, it was yeah. it was there. Um, that would have been kind of funny if, yeah, if, if you just get like, maybe just if, if the log truck is going down, you just get like one person <laughs> done in by the logs. <laughs> yeah, just a nice little mm-hmm. callback. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it'd be funny if like all these like, elaborate death things the final thing that killed everyone was something that had killed someone previously but you didn't really see it yeah. coming until the last moment like, that could be a That'd fun be <laughs> uh, trip down memory lane uh, yeah. but obviously it flashes back and he you know gets off the bus and because and effectively all that really happens because they're already on the bridge is that just because they start running like 30 seconds earlier they're able to get to safety before everything completely you know goes to shit yeah uh and from there we have the big memorial service uh where we see tony tony todd's back in this one mm-hmm. and actually has the most scenes he's had i think in any of these movies in this one yeah and uh, i just want to say one thing that i did kind of think was um funny and honestly like i feel like kind of true to like corporate life is that you know todd packer who's like you know the manager or whatever guy uh he seems concerned but not because of like you know actual concern for the person but because of like oh could this be a liability for the company so like when, when he starts freaking out he's kind of like you know like uh, follow him make sure like you know this uh you know he doesn't do anything that could hurt us or whatever yeah um so yeah the funeral scene is funny enough but bizarrely because as a, a good joke um tony todd says something ominous about you know death will you know always wins in Get the you. end yeah <laughs> Uh, so that that's kind of returns to just Tony Todd. He, he's basically at a couple of the crime scenes later, and they notice him being there, and they're like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, "My job." And he turns around and it says "coroner" <laughs> in the back of his jacket. It's like, well, yeah, yeah. It, he's always <laughs> there because he's always there for the dead bodies, you idiots. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it was funny. Like, I think he says something like, "Are you like you're following us?" And it's like, "No, he's literally the coroner." <laughs> like, what do you want? <laughs> it's not my fault. You keep dying. <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah he, he gives them obviously the exposition they need later on to you know know what's going on to an extent but that doesn't come for quite a bit we get a few deaths before anyone yeah. even knows there's like a a pattern or anyone's been hunted down or anything like that mm-hmm. uh everyone's just kind of upset uh molly and sam kind of rekindle and the only plot here really is that he was offered this big internship at a restaurant in paris which is a big deal mm-hmm. And she thought he should take it, and that's why she broke up with them. But uh, over the course of the movie, they're going to, you know, they kind of are back together again. And now mm-hmm. she seems like she'll probably go with them if he goes. Uh, that's it. That's the that's the that's the romance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's not really much more to it than that, which mm-hmm. is fine, I guess. But uh, I never really cared about either of them, and uh, no. <laughs> you know, like. You know, like they they always yeah, like well, we like you get that revelation of like, oh, he's a he's a chef and he has like this you know, opportunity for an internship and it's just like I could not care at all. Like mm. I, I I don't need this. <laughs> like Yeah, there's a scene in his restaurant where he like mm. someone sends back a dish and mm. uh, he's like, Oh, the guy said this uh, was too flat and had no flavor, so he's getting the check. Mm. Uh and the, the waiter, whoever it is, like sort of gives him this look like, Oh, you you effed up, dude. And the head yeah. chef comes over and tastes it and goes, no, nah, that customer's an asshole. Your, your dish is fine, kind of thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not sure what the point of this scene was, other than just to say that he's yeah. good at this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> uh, you know. 
Yeah, they, you couldn't care less. <laughs> he's an ace guy in a mean world. Uh, <laughs> some, yeah. uh, he's nice and he cooks and sometimes he gets premonitions about giant disasters. <laughs> sometimes, yes. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the first death is the gymnast, I think. Gymnast. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is a great death. I think this is a uh, this was yeah. when I saw this in theaters, and I was like, I remember being a little disappointed by four, so I went to five with kind of mm-hmm. tepid expectations. I kind of like this was the scene that was like, oh, I think I'm out of this. I, th- I think this movie's going to be okay because <laughs> uh, it's you know it's teasing a bunch of things, and it's really effective because she's up on the uh, the bar or the beam or whatever, and like a screw has come off like the the ceiling fan, and. So she's on her bare feet and doing all the fancy gymnast moves and a lot of it's like, you know, she's, you know, flipping and landing on her feet with all her weight and stuff and this little screw is like on the beam at any point, like she might land on it. And, you know, it's actually quite tense, like watching her feet almost land on it and be like, ooh. Um, But of course, that's not actually what gets her, right? This is like, this is all a big tease. It does happen, but not to her because (laughs) she then goes over to the, uh, the, what do you call it? Like the bouncy pole that she swings that does and loops around on. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know uh, gymnast terms, so yeah, I can't uh, help you. Apparently neither do I. But yeah, the, the one that, the one that sort of bends and she, you know, the spin on it and stuff. Yeah. Um. So she goes over to do that and she's doing her spinning and it's like teasing that the screws coming on loose at the end of this and I'm like that feels very dangerous because someone would really hurt themselves if that was going to come off. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's another woman now using the other beam that she was on and she does a big move that lands on it and obviously it doesn't kill her but she mm-hmm. reacts in pain and she backs off and uh, basically blows the, uh, the, the, the you know the, the, the powder, the chalk that they use mm-hmm. in their hands the big container of that and that blows into like a fan which goes all into the gymnast who's mm-hmm. spinning around in these like circles and that ba- basically sends her flying off when she's spinning uh, up and then she lands like on her like neck and kind of a uh, like her, her head's like forward and her neck's broken mm-hmm. and her legs are kind of like going backwards over her back like they're <laughs> sort of going over the, the wrong way it's, it's just it's just a really fun kind of splat it's a very satisfying splat and crunch yeah I'm curious if like <laughs> this would be at all like possible in real life. Like like I, I wouldn't be surprised that you could like land on your neck, you know, and and die. Like yeah. yeah like, that wouldn't be surprising. That that part's absolutely possible. I don't know if the mm. this is precise like landing is <laughs> like leg bones are like sticking out <laughs> of like of her skin. Like I was like, can you really like cause she, she's not like high up or anything, like she just goes like kinda like a little flip that gets uh mishandled and like i'm like okay could you land with enough force to like make your bones pop out like i mean maybe if it's just a very specific spot but i don't know but i mean not that i'm complaining because yeah it is a very funny uh, satisfying I, death <laughs> i think that's what's part of what made me realize okay this has got a sense of humor this movie i mean some of the deaths yeah. early on give me that as well but uh, and the and the big you know thing at the start but this for me it was like okay this was kind of cartoony just how much velocity she got like coming off this yeah, this yeah. pole and the way she landed that was like, okay i'm into this and obviously eyebrows is like in the crowd watching her rehearse so yeah. he uh like you know cries out in pain and is really upset about it 
So this was his Joker moment. This is how he gets depressed, and that leads to his plot <laughs> later in the movie, where he becomes the villain of the film. That's right. There's a villain in this Final Destination movie, which they kind of toyed with with three, but they sort of like didn't do anything with it because it just kind of gets stopped immediately yeah. when when the guys try to do anything. Um, second death, uh, is our our boy Isaac, the the pervy one. Because he decides to like go around all the desks of the people who have died at work and see if there's anything in their drawers that he wants to steal, and he gets a couple of things, and then ultimately gets like a like a, a voucher for, uh, like a massage parlor. Massage. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, "Oh, I don't mind if I do." So we get him going <laughs> so to this. Um, no, I, I have a question oh, about yeah. this guy. Um, sure, sure. So, so he's obviously a creep and very pervy and very annoying but it seems like he's always like talking to like you know some woman on the phone or something so are we to believe that he does actually like get women because it seems like there'd be no way in hell like any woman would ever want to be near this guy i wouldn't want to see how much like self-esteem they don't have you know yeah <laughs> that'd be my yeah yeah, because the whole thing, yeah, because he's talking to someone that he's trying to, like, set up a date with until he mm-hmm. sees the woman who's at the desk at the front of the massage parlor, and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, he likes a bit of her. So he, he then quickly, like, mm-hmm. blows her off on the phone and then says he was talking to his sister so he can start flirting with her. And when I say yeah. flirting, mm-hmm. what I really mean is acting like a creep because he sort of leans in and goes, I would like to know if this massage will have a... Licks his lips a bit. Yeah. Happy ending... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like so extremely blatant. <laughs> yes, and that, that's woman is like having none of his shit, and is just kind of mm-hmm. like so uh, doesn't like get rid of him, but takes him through, and, and it's clear that she's going to like set him up for something. Uh, so he, yeah. he keeps dropping these innuendos, and then she leaves, and then he starts getting a massage with his eyes shut, and then he opens them, and it's like a you know it's like a seventy year old woman who's doing it, <laughs> uh, and he's he's upset about that, but. And the the joke is also that she's like manhandling him and like cracking bones and stuff, and he's mm-hmm. in pain. Uh, but it admits later that he's, he's actually feeling better uh, as a result. So, which uh, I I like that they did that because I don't know, it, like, yeah, I feel like a lot of times you see this joke of like, yeah, you know, someone's like trying to get a massage, but it's like, oh, it, it's so painful. They're like, you know, doing all this and that, and it's like, no, I'm like, uh, you know, I've had a couple of massages in my life, and like they feel really good like like people don't like go out to hurt you like if they are doing that kind of stuff it's to you know like loosen something or crack something and like you actually mm-hmm. do feel good afterwards so so i like that it wasn't just like being comically like oh no like he was like oh yeah it actually does feel better yeah uh were these massages uh ending in any kind of happy fashion timmy no of course not <laughs> jesus <laughs> that, that's what you're supposed to say well i asked him to but mm-hmm. he, he wasn't he wasn't for it no um no i i was i mean obviously there's like a bit of casual racism here because he says um oh yeah (laughs) was it he says he says there's there's nothing wrong with that i think he says i can't remember what the setup was it was was something like uh like i I think like he's uh when she's like taking out the acupuncture needles and at first he's like no 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 and then he's like yeah you know what like whatever you know one billion people can't be wrong or something that's what it was yeah that's what it was uh and I, I do like that the old woman's like what did you say you little shit and start stabbing yeah. him with the needles like uh mm-hmm. you know so 
I, I appreciate because I, I was a little bit worried that it was going to be like a a, a dodgier joke because you know when, see when you see the arms giving them the massage, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like, oh, like is this going to be a man and he's going to get all homophobic or that's what I thought it was yeah, going to be too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I appreciate that it kind of dodged that. Um, yeah. But obviously, it's set up that you don't like him. He's a prick. So we're going to enjoy the demise that he's going to have. Yeah, uh, I, I'm glad like it didn't go like too far into like you know he wasn't saying anything that was like uh like the stuff he was saying was cringy but it wasn't like um you know like something like extremely like mean-spirited it was just more like oh well this is like a very stupid man who's making stupid jokes or whatever oh, and yeah, then he just comes across his comeuppance yeah he yeah. comes across as pathetic and a loser yeah. not you know you know, someone who's there to actually harass them necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Although, yeah. I mean, the way the way he well, flirts it is kind of <laughs> harassment, I suppose. But yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, but anyway, Ed, so she decides to leave him. This is a running theme. This happens twice in this movie, where mm-hmm. someone's at a facility. In this case, a massage. Later, it's slice eye surgery. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to that later, <laughs> right? That's why I didn't really put this together. But yeah, you're right. right. And and you know, honestly, it's kind of a mainstay for the franchise. Yeah, and the person says. <laughs> We're here now. To be to be fair, at least with this one, it's like an intentional thing. They're supposed to like let you sit with the the, the needle, right. needles in for some time. Uh, it's much more egregious later when the the, the laser for the eye surgery is set up, and the guy's yeah. like, "Oh, I need to go check on something. You just sit tight." <laughs> like what? <laughs> but now, at least here you're supposed to sort of like sit with them in for a bit. So it makes sense that they would leave you to just like have a nap or whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah, she she leaves him on his own. And this this poor like massage parlor's probably gets sued out the ass for this because <laughs> like his phone starts going and then like uh, like a fire starts and mm-hmm. he is like d- desperate to try and get up and this is a pre- this is a gnarly moment that I like I've not seen another movie I, so I appreciate yeah, I this. I actually thought this part was really cool where he falls, he falls over, over onto yeah. his front and obviously that's on all the needles that are in him for the acupuncture. <laughs> And yeah. he saw a lie still for a bit, and I thought, I don't think that would kill you. Obviously, no. but and sure enough, he wakes up. He's, he's just in, and it looks really, you know, it looks bad. Like like Connor would hate this scene because he hates needles. So oh, seeing geez, yeah. seeing all these like needles that are bent and kind of bit sticking in them, and like there's blood Ugh. dripping from them, it looks yeah. quite rough. And he's got yeah. them on his face as well, and this right, and he's trying to get mm. to you know because the fire's spreading, and he, he has to like jump up to this ledge, and he's like finally out of danger. He feels like um after everything uh and it was his own phone vibrating that caused the uh it, it was vibrating yeah. and like knocked a candle over which by the way the phone's kind of a hint of when it's set by the way because uh, obviously it's a secret but the phone cause it's not a smartphone this is 2011 this was came this came out that's true yeah i, I don't think i like you know th- thought of that right away but yeah it's a good point yeah i actually did guess the ending because because he kept talking about going to paris and i actually went wait a mm-hmm. minute that's where they were going in the first movie so I I, so, I I did predict it the first time I watched them, but it was <laughs> it was the sort of thing I had the idea and then I started looking for signs that it wasn't set present day and <laughs> you know sure enough I didn't find any. Yeah, so I, I didn't like uh, predict it. Um, I get like you know until a little bit at the, at the end once you're kind of starting to know, but like uh, like once they were talking about like going to Paris and stuff, like I I didn't put it together that. Yeah, it's going to be connected to the first movie, but in my head I was going like, geez, what's with this franchise and like people going to France? Like, <laughs> like it's strange that that's a thing. <laughs> At least there was a reason for it. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's good. Uh, but yeah, so he, 
Like, eventually he is killed by a, a, a Buddha statue that he kind of mocked mm. when he came in. And apparently this this, this wooden... Because st- it looked wooden to me. But apparently <laughs> it's heavy enough to crush his head like an anvil falling on someone's head yeah. from like 50 feet up or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like he splats like a pumpkin. I mean, I, I'm, yeah. I'm glad he did because it was funny. But much like the velocity right. of the gymnast coming off the pole... This was like absurdly comical. How like I buy that it may kill you because of blunt force trauma, but yes, I do not believe it would completely it, shatter your skull into a million pieces. Yeah, it, it would probably like maybe give you like a dent or pierce your eye or something like that. But, yeah, yeah, it, it wouldn't completely uh, obliterate it. But uh, I mean, that's but, hey, it. Yeah, you gotta you, be glad that they do. Yeah, if you if you said that it wouldn't even kill you, it would just give you a concussion. I'd believe that. I mean, I don't know how heavy sure. this thing is. Mm-hmm. It just depends how how, yeah. how you know how much weight's on it. But um, you know, it's just a shelf that's up the wall a bit. It's not that high up, relatively yeah. speaking. So yeah, it's, it's, this is just comical, cartoony, and I love it. Full <laughs> yeah. splat, and the, the other characters mm-hmm. find out and come, and this is where they meet Tony Todd again, and he's like. Yeah, that's got a design, and I've seen it before. You know, people walk away from an accident, and they one by one they die. And then he introduces mm. a new rule, uh, mm. which kind of like contradicts some of the previous movies. He basically implies mm. that if someone who's on the list kills someone else, that's basically offering their soul up instead. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, the previous movies established that if you're not not next on the list, you can't die. Yeah. Um. Is it, he, I'm sorry, what's that? I mean, is, is it like a caveat where if the person who's next on the list kills someone, it will work because they're offering mm. someone in their place? I wonder if, like... <laughs> I, I was going to say, like, I don't know if there's, like, slightly different rules for, like, every, you know, disaster that or scenario that people, like, um, you know, avert or escape or whatever. Um, I, I don't know. It, it's kind of weird because it seems like every or at least almost every movie like tries to introduce some t- kind of wrinkle, mm. which, you know, is uh, which I think is fair that, you know, you're trying to, you know, trying to add stuff and, and keep it up. But um, I don't know. It always feels like kind of like haphazard. I don't know. Would, would you prefer that they kind of just have a very easy, clear, uh, you know, set of rules that they follow each movie or... I don't know, do, do you like them like adding or mixing something up with each one? I don't mind adding things, but it's like it's when they add something and then like the following movies just never mm-hmm. acknowledge it or contradict it that it starts to become a problem because yeah. it's, it's not nothing starts to line up with anymore anytime. Because I don't necessarily hate this mm-hmm. idea because it does set up some interesting stuff for later in the film, but uh, mm-hmm. it does contradict like one of the cool mechanics that was introduced in Foundation Two and did did stick around mm-hmm. for three. But this whole idea that you can't die if you're not next was an interesting concept so yeah. uh it, it was a bit of a shame for it to to do, do that um so at this point you know the the character kind of like remembers the order people died in and sort of figured <laughs> out there's a bit of a pattern um and they're debating all this and what uh, yeah the laser surgery must be next it has to be uh <laughs> so olivia goes for laser eye surgery and the reason for this is that during the well, this is funny actually because she didn't. Re- she wouldn't know this because she didn't, she didn't experience this because mm-hmm. you know it was it was in the vision. Sorry, what? <laughs> what didn't she experience? 
Uh, well, because in, in the vision, when the, the, the bridge collapsed and they all died, she died because she dropped her glasses and her couldn't glasses. see. Right. Yeah. So she says when she's going for eye surgery here, oh, I'm like, you know, I need to, you know, I don't want to miss anything. I want to be able to see properly. It, it, it almost implies the motivation is because that's what happened to her earlier, but she never experienced oh, okay. that. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. Can I also say it's weird that when she goes for her eye surgery, she takes her glasses off and throws them in this donation bin before she goes in for the surgery? I'm like, wouldn't you wait and see if it works first before you just throw Seems away like your expensive idea. glasses? Yeah. Uh, that's a bit weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she throws them in like she's taking off like 3D glasses at the movie theatre to just <laughs> toss them in. It's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> the doctor's like, you won't be needing those anymore. Like, maybe wait and see if it's su- successful first before you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, do a toss them away, but whatever. Um... <laughs> Also, donating glasses is kind of weird because, like, they're prescription and, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what, do, what do the super poor people do? Do they just keep trying on different pairs until one kind of seems right? I guess. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Very odd. Anyway, so you're thinking, oh, this is an interesting place for a failed destination death because it's like, okay, we've, <laughs> we've got her strapped to a chair and there's a, a laser... Yeah. Uh, that's going to be fired into her eye. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so th- this is the one that really made me think of the lawsuit thing, because, like, this guy left her alone <laughs> with this machine, like, turned on. Like... Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and, and <laughs> what, like, in what way is this not his fault? Yeah. <laughs> no, 100%. Right, that's absolutely... What happened to the massage parlor was a freak accident, you know, mm-hmm. candles are, are acceptable risk that people, you know, deal with. Mm-hmm. This this is like it is a freak accident because we see like things turn you know turning up by themselves and stuff. But like, there's no way this 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 doctor is not getting sued, right? He, for everything Absolutely he's not. worth, right? <laughs> this woman's family are coming after him, and they will get every penny. This is absurd. <laughs> uh but yeah the laser turns on and actually you see it burning like through like part of her eye, like it sort of draws like a little shape in her eye. Yeah. It's it's really nasty. Uh, and then if that's not enough, she ends up, like, you know, running and screaming and, and very comically, like, throwing herself out the window to her death. Yeah. They... <laughs> <laughs> like, that's another thing, too. Like, I don't think it's, like, super easy to just, like, jump out, like, a full glass window. <laughs> like, uh, well, it's not even like she, like, jumps out. She kind of, like, falls forward. Like, I don't know. It's movie logic, all right? That's, that's all I can say. Or it's, yeah. it's simply, I mean, it's like, I'm not, like, complaining, complaining, because it's, like, it still makes it entertaining, but it's just funny to think about, like, yeah, this probably wouldn't happen, and then, and, uh, I don't know anything about, like, laser eye surgery, but, like, are the lasers, like, Bond villain lasers that can, like, <laughs> cut through anything? <laughs> uh, yeah, because it starts cutting through stuff, you know, like... Like, she holds up her hands, and it, like, you know, like, goes through it, like, sizzling, and... You know. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty rough. Uh, well, I think the implication is it's turned up higher than it's meant to be. You know, it's it's yeah. not meant to be this this intense. It's meant to be, which does beg the question: of Why why is that setting exist? Why isn't there just a safety thing yes. that stops it from ever going higher than it ever needs to be? Yeah. Uh, I don't Who's the person with like just the worst eyes imaginable that they need like the nuclear option? Yeah, I'm sure there's a reason for this, but like I've always said this about cars, like. Why can certain cars even go like above, like so far above like the, the highest speed limit? Like why why isn't there just like a oh, limit, sure, sure. limit or to yeah. stop? You know, if the, if the highest limit is like seventy on like a like mm-hmm. a, a motorway or something or eighty, whatever it is, mm-hmm. then why isn't that just the cap where you can never yeah. go beyond it? 
I mean, I, I can't uh, speak for other countries, but uh, for America, it just seems to make sense because people are idiots and like <laughs> to be able to buy things that can easily kill them. Sure, <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe it's not easy to like limit on a car. Maybe it's hard to like put a block on it. But I just, I, I I've thought yeah. about this in the past. Like, why not just have it be impossible to go above whatever the highest speed limit is? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I get why race cars wouldn't, because that's the whole point is they're on a track and they're going silly <laughs> speeds. But uh, <laughs> silly speeds. <laughs> yeah, some cars go like you know, hundred something. Do some cars go two hundred miles per hour? I think they might. Maybe not in yeah. a race, but certainly. Sounds silly. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean silly as to, to to mean extreme speeds. Okay. Sure. <laughs> that's all. That's all it means. Anyway. Um, so should I, we like should play um, like one of those like really realistic racing games and just like like a simulator so yeah like Gran Turismo well, and yeah they're yeah. just like so boring it's like if I play a racing game like I want to go like 500 miles an hour and like just fly through the air and like crash into things and like you oh, know yeah. what I mean like I, I hate when it's like oh here's a game and like <laughs> yeah you you can choose like you know uh your own like a speedometer or like you know all these like little car Me, stuff yeah that... people who actually love cars who want to build their own car yeah. and tweak it and stuff no like i mean the best racing games of all time are burnout 3 and burnout revenge and mm. split second because i want to be rewarded for crashing the other players yeah. that's what i want yeah i want a crash mode i want destruction that's what I want in a racing game. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. For uh, sure. So, yeah. So anyway, Olivia's dead. Uh, I just remembered that they made a Need for Speed movie. <laughs> Star- starring, Je- that. starring Jesse Pinkman of Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so that that is hard that uh, somewhere around mm-hmm. here, the boss gets killed. He has a couple of moments where he, like, he gets like paranoid about the other characters, particularly the eyebrows, who's getting more depressed. And uh, he's like, should we have codenames, agent so-and-so, for me to call yeah. you? Uh, but uh, someone asks who's next, and then some, he gets he gets the quick death in the factory where there's just like a mm-hmm. like a wrench or something wrench, that comes yeah. flying at his head. And That that was kind of funny, though. Like, well, obviously he was next. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the, I think this was at, right after Nathan kind of kills a guy. I don't think he really killed him, but like they not, really press him, and he's like... Not intentionally, yeah. So basically he kind of like... He's next on the list, but because he kind of tries to, like, move Roy, he kind of inadvertently gets mm-hmm. Hoy, like, hooked on, like, a big metal hook. Uh, yeah. My favorite part about that is it wasn't an amazing death, but I did like at the end mm-hmm. when he's, like, hanging from the hook, there's a moment mm-hmm. where he just kind of slides down an extra little inch, and it just, like, oh, yeah. and, and the tip of the hook kind of comes poking out of his, like, face, and I was like, okay, that was like, a fun little beat. Because yeah. um, mm-hmm. the Todd Packard death uh, was okay, but the part I liked about it the most was that when they cut to his body lying there at the end of the scene, and you just see like this like wrench like in his face, <laughs> like just like uh, you know right into it. I was like, okay, that that, that made it. Because sometimes it's like the 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 body afterwards is the funny part. Sometimes it's yeah. the suspense before it's the good part, and sometimes it's the kill itself. This was this was one where it was the aftermath that was funny. Yeah, um, but yeah, so th- this like kind of annoyed me because uh, yeah, you have that the eyebrow eyebrows guys like wait a minute, so, like, you killed him, you took a life, like, so, like, you get to live now, right? Like, just, did you do it? Like, say you did it, you killed him. And he's, like, just really pressing him. He's, like, fine, yeah, I did it, I killed him. But it's, like, no, like, anyone can see that was clearly, like, an accident. Like, I, I don't know if, what the rules are, if it's, like, um, 
like, I, I don't know if it's specifically like you can just kill anybody or if it specifically has to be like, no, like the death that, you know, death has it has out for you. If you can, like, get someone to take that death, then, <laughs> you know, the swap works because like, um, yeah, I don't know if, if just like, you know, if you just take a gun and shoot like a random person, like I was like, oh, does that count or does it have to be the specific death that, you know, you are owed to death or whatever? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I really don't. But it, it's mm. there's some inconsistency with this later on as well. But uh, th- this scene is meant to prove that the theory is right, that he is safe now because mm. he's killed someone else instead, even if it was inadvertent. For now. Yeah, we'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> so Nathan's freaking out. He's not very happy. And you know, I wish there was more of the movie because when, when he comes to like see the main couple, and they're at like uh, the restaurant alone, and like she she's there to see see Sam, and he makes her a dessert, you know, just you know for her because he's a chef, obviously. And mm-hmm. he comes out, and they're having this heart to heart. And Nathan shows up looking like he's been wandering the streets, like you know, drunk all night. And he says mm-hmm. that he was looking for someone to kill him. We see like a quick like montage of him like almost pushing someone into well, that, a car. That, uh... That wasn't Nathan. That was the eyebrows guy. Oh, sorry, the eyebrow guy. Eyebrows right. guy, not Nathan. Peter, sorry. isn't it? Yeah, because Nathan doesn't actually show up again until the very, very end after that scene. Yeah, where, where he, where he mm-hmm. like inadvertently kills the other guy. Nathan is um just off ca- to the point where I was like, did he just survive? Is he okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then you get that one last scene at the end, which we'll talk about. He, uh, honestly, he he feels like barely like much of a character at all. Oh, like, yeah, I feel like he's, we he's almost never that. see him like hanging out with the friends or anything. But uh, Eyebrow shows up and he's like basically mm-hmm. saying, yeah, he was looking for someone to kill and he almost did it a couple of times. The idea being that mm-hmm. he, he, he can, it'll skip over him. Because I, I guess I appreciated that it wasn't about skipping over to the next one in line anymore. It was about, mm-hmm. no, if you actually kill someone, that might mean you're okay because you've given another death instead. I was like, okay, that's at least new, even though it contradicts a few little rules. It's yeah. at least new and it means maybe this will actually work. Because the problem I had with the last couple of movies is that they seem to think once it skipped over them, they were safe. And like, no, we already saw it wasn't in like two movies, three movies. You know, like we, we know that's <laughs> yeah. not going to work. So at least for the audience, it's like, oh, maybe this one will work because it's new and we haven't seen it before. So uh, he pulls out a gun. He's talking kind of crazy. And he basically comes after the main couple. And this is our big finale. This is, you know, it didn't really feel like we escalated to this point. It was just like, oh, all of a sudden there's only 15 minutes left and this is going to be your big like you know yeah. goodbye thing uh so we get like them you know fighting each other in the kitchen and he drops and, the gun in the, the the stove and like that's heating up uh there's and to and just to you know kind of point it out he seems to really have it out for molly uh specifically because mm, mm. i guess since she didn't die in the the vision and th- this was the one thing that kind of annoyed me where it's just like seriously dude like wh- like this is what you're getting mad at like he seems pissed like that you know, in the vision, um, you know, the main guy has that he didn't save his girlfriend. He only saved, uh, you know, Molly or whatever. But it's like, it's not, know, it's not like he, he had a, an A or B choice. Yeah. You know, it's like he was just trying to like protect his girlfriend and the other one didn't make it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just one of those things where it's like, I mean, I, I know he's going through a lot of shit, but it's just like you're being so irrational that like. It's oh, th- th- very th- annoying. <laughs> this character arc is basically non-existent. He just looks kind of yeah. angry in a couple of scenes, and then mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh, I'm uh, you know looking for someone to kill." And I do like a little bit of the rules here is that mm-hmm. it makes sense that it has to be her. I mean, it doesn't have to be her in general, but it, between her and Sam, it has to be her. 
because killing Sam, what's that going to do? He's going to, he's next on the list anyway. So it's not really offering yeah. up a death per se. Uh, admittedly, this is all moot because death comes after them anyway. But um, but yeah. going by the rules at this point, it makes sense that it has to be someone who who wasn't on the list already to die. <laughs> so he's coming after her, and Sam wants to protect her. So that when he falls at one point, like a knife comes off the table and lands next to his head, and it's you know again he's not next on the list, so like it can't be him. What I thought was weird about this scene is that when someone kills someone here, meaning they're safe now, like, it happens twice where the lights kind of, like, flicker to sort of let them know mm-hmm. something had just happened. Like, <laughs> and the second time it happens, they actually say, oh, that's it, Sam, you're safe now because you had to kill Nathan. <laughs> yeah, because the, the cop guy shows up and he gets shot, uh, which, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, deals with that. And then Sam kills Nathan when he's trying to, you know, because that's the other thing is that he kills the cop and then Sam's like, okay, look, obviously this was disturbed and we don't, we're not happy about it, mm-hmm. but you just killed someone, so therefore it's done now. And then immediately eyebrows goes, no, you just witnessed the murder of a federal agent, so now I have to kill the witnesses. Death's getting a few more on the belt. <laughs> so he goes super, eyebrows goes super evil. I'm pretty sure I said Nathan somewhere in that sentence again. I don't know why. I, I think it's because we never learned this guy's name, so Nathan's just kind of filling in for both. <laughs> uh, what well, his name's Peter, right? I think it's. Peter. I think it is, which is ironic. Yeah. That I'm not. I'm not saying his name. <laughs> yes, I know. But I, I, I well, like you the. You can I, never picture uh, yourself as this kind of guy. <laughs> yeah, that's this ugly, vile man. Yeah, so I'm. I'm much more sexually attractive. I agree. <laughs> 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 what's that smell what's there's a smirk in your face right now Tim I don't think I appreciate the uh, suggestion I was just uh, thinking about a joke I heard a couple months ago <laughs> that one joke you heard in the last two months yeah. uh, <laughs> it's funny yeah. I believe I heard on a late night program so they think they've won they're like oh mm-hmm. it's done because you know uh, eyebrows well, killed uh, the cop before we, yeah. we get into like you know the the kind of big twist ending or whatever um i i I gotta say i i feel like pretty much every death up until here i I thought was pretty fun and um yeah i think it kind of sucks that like this last little you know chunk before we get into you know whatever the ending ending yeah the Um, the actual ending's fun but like these movies have all had this problem where their kind of big final set pieces have always been the least interesting by and large uh, yeah, I'll get the, I'll give four some credit actually. Four was a little bit different because four had all that comical mm-hmm. stuff with him trying to stop all the power tools, and I was like, okay, this is actually yeah. kind of entertaining. The uh, I think the thing that maybe makes us hurt a little bit more though is I think it's a really good and interesting idea that just kind of feels wasted because yeah, the characters uh, are shit. Yeah, yeah, but like yeah, the and I think you even mentioned it in another review, like the idea of someone like um. You know, it, it was a little different, like you were saying before, like someone uh, that's like a serial killer or someone that, you know, can commit murders because they know, you know, they're not going to die because they're not next or whatever. Like, that's an interesting idea. And it's not exactly the same, but yeah, the idea of someone, uh, you know, kind of going crazy and wanting to murder someone uh, to save themselves, um, you know, so you not only have death coming after you, but you actually have like, you know, a very uh, literal, like, you know, a uh, person coming after you as well. I, I think there's a lot of good ideas here and it'd be cool to see like, you know, this kind of big showdown between these two characters while like, 
death is also trying to get him so like you know they're constantly avoiding things uh like that could be super fun set piece but um yeah it doesn't really do much here it's just yeah it, it's not like well as i say it's not horrible but i don't know it's it's not really great <laughs> either it's just kind of yeah. like huh yeah there. no i mean like like the characters in the movie this this plot thread is very underdeveloped which is a shame because like you say it's, yeah. there's some fun ideas with like you know it should have been a bigger part of the movie and they did mm -hmm. try to space up a little bit you know like the knife almost falling his head i wish there was more near yeah. death things in it to make it feel more final destination -y while they're fighting but yeah mm -hmm. um you know like yeah it is the weakest part but it's the same like, even two has this problem where there's the stuff at the hospital the, you know towards the end of two is by far the weakest section of that movie yeah. it's it's very surprising that the end scenes like almost always end up being the most forgettable yeah no that's true true four might be the exception just because you've, you've got the big yeah. chaotic thing at the theater and then yeah. you know i made fun of that movie for doing the vision thing again at the end but maybe that was the benefit of it is that they got to do another big set <laughs> yeah. piece and that you know <laughs> made it more interesting so that's true yeah. maybe i should give them some slack on that i don't know uh <laughs> but yeah so they think they're they're safe and it cuts to them they're on a plane and they're going to paris and then it happens. he accepted the internship and yes. everything. And yes, he accepted it. And yeah. she's going to go with them. She's learning French. She's, they're all excited. And mm. as they're sitting in their plane seats and they're just, you know, they're finished putting their, their overhead bags away and stuff, he sits down and there's a bit of a commotion and he looks over and they've like seamlessly, mm. and I say seamlessly, they've got like the back of his head in the foreground and then a shot from the mm. first movie as, uh, you know, some of the characters have been like dragged off the plane by security. And it's like, oh, this is the 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 plane from the first movie. That's that's the twist ending. <laughs> uh, this is, and I think Joe, you know I appreciate about this little twist and why I think mm. it's kind of fun, and why the, and why it doesn't feel cheap, is because mm. it's basically the, the previous movies multiple mm. times. The end of three did this, where they were on the train at the end, and it was like death's way of just killing them all quickly at the end after the dogs th thought they got away. And I Oof. didn't, and I didn't yeah. like that scene. Right, I didn't like that scene at all. And then obviously, yeah. you know, Ford has them all killed with the big ca car crash at the end and whatever. Mm -hmm. I think this was a really fun way of like doing this twist because it was like, mm -hmm. if this was just the end, and let's say it wasn't connected to the first movie, and it was just they got on a plane and then the plane has this thing. I would say that's just like a, a boring, like they're, they're just doomed and they're going to die no matter what ending. It being mm -hmm. the plane from the first movie and finding out that that plane was already one of Death's things to clean up some loose ends that then spiraled into the plot of the first movie <laughs> is actually a little bit inventive. And it's it's like yeah. the only scenario of doing this where, oh, this thing they're on, this, this you know, plane, this boat, this mm -hmm. train, whatever it is, the idea that the thing at the end they're on is doomed and it's a quick way to kill them at the end for the joke ending, <laughs> I actually think works here because it is like, oh, it's that plane. So, okay, that's yeah. kind of fun. <laughs> I don't think it's like super smart. I don't want to give it too much credit. It's just a, some sure. fun little idea that works well enough. Um, no, I, yeah, I, I agree. I feel like there's other movies that if they try tying it into, you know, another movie in a franchise, like, It'd be very eye rolly, but I mean, since we're already dealing, you know, with something that's pretty cheesy here, I, I think it fits uh, the movie. So I, I did kind of like once I started realizing what's happening, I was like, oh, wow, like this is kind of funny. They're going here. Yeah. And I, I it's an interesting comparison as well, because this came out in 2011. Mm -hmm. The original came out in 2000. 
is like mm. they show a lot more of what happens to the plane as like an action yeah. sequence you, you see the engine on fire and like you mm. see shots from the outside like it's, it's like a proper sequence this time uh yeah. and not, not i mean it was impressive enough in the original because they did all that stuff inside the plane <laughs> as it was happening but it was all kind of from alex's perspective this was more like no like an action movie we're going to see all the stuff happening and like all the explosions and stuff and blah 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 I think it's like Molly like flies out of the plane and like hits the wing or the engine or something like as yeah. she's like going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of them definitely does. And then like the, the Sam like you see him just burn alive in his chair. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really like dark. Um, and then just to confirm um, that this was a lighthearted movie, they give you a joke like final. Like this is this was very. <laughs> this was actually probably the closest ending to Final Destination Two in terms of like tone, because it was all about just like a quick like a. Uh, Oh, this one person thing because it, you know, it cuts to Nathan, who we've not seen since we thought <laughs> since we think he's safe because he got Roy killed. And the yeah. only thing I'll say about this scene that doesn't add up is that death getting after the other two in the plane means that that rule was meaningless anyway, and it doesn't care. Yes, yes. So yeah, that was that was my one thing uh, is that yeah. like, okay, this is a fun enough ending, but if I'm gonna like take it very seriously, then I, you know, I, I guess my first thing would be like, okay, but what about the rule? Like they're safe because you know they yeah did their thing right yeah. <laughs> like, so so the fact that already went after the other couple meant that the reason for this joke to kind of work kind of doesn't doesn't isn't there but whatever yeah. just go with it right just accept yeah, that yeah. he's he's at he least cares. he still thinks the rules there he this character nathan yeah. still thinks that he's safe because he got someone killed and he's at a bar and it's like it's like the wake for roy like they're, they're celebrating his life mm-hmm. and he's looking at a photo of him and this guy comes up and says i don't know if i would have went if i was the guy that killed him <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a fair point and this guy is like oh you know he wasn't the easiest guy to work with and they're just kind of like talking about him and he's like hey and you know it tur- turns out you know it didn't make that much of a difference anyway and nathan's like oh what do you mean he's like oh you know, when they did the autopsy it turned out he had a, he had a blood vessel that was going to go any day like you know he he was going to die anyway and like nathan looks really <laughs> like, like like oh dear and that's when, and we saw it kind of like come off the plane, like before the scene started. It's like the wheel of the plane just comes crashing through the roof of the bar and splats him. And the final moment is like, I think it's like his arm, like there's like a chunk of his arm is just sitting yeah. there. And then it goes to the credits, and it's like, uh, yeah. So and then the credits shows like a bunch of different kills. <laughs> yeah, the credits is basically a high rate, highlight reel of the the first four because there's this thing which says fairly in five, and then it counts down four, three, two, one. And then it's a highlight reel of the, the previous movies. Although I noticed here that there was very little from one in this because yeah, yeah. the kills in one weren't as big and extravagant, so there wasn't as much to show. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it's it's interesting seeing so many of the kills like back to back and like, you know, for better, you know, for better or worse uh, with these movies, like you, you kind of got to give them credit. Like the, the kills are pretty varied. Like oh, when sure. you see it, like, you know, even in like, you know, some of the more bad movies, like still just showing the kills, like, wow, like at least they do a lot of different stuff. I mean, that's the franchise. Like that, that's this gimmick is like you get to yeah. make up whatever kill you want. So they have to, they have to be inventive and fun. Otherwise, what's the point? Like, you know, so, yeah. uh, you know, I'm curious to see what they do with the sixth one. And I'm curious to see like what wacky scenarios <laughs> they get them into. And I do hope it is, you know, on the lighter hearted side, just so it's fun. Yeah. But yeah, we'll the, see. the thing with the sixth one though is like we we really have like no, like we know oh, nothing, nothing about it right like do, do we even know who's like directing it or i think we might know that let me uh oh do yeah your intercept internet research there's an imdb pitch 
There is a poster. Okay. I don't know if it's an official poster though. It's, it's in Spanish, I think, but it's it's, a, it's like a six mm. coming through a skull. So it looks in style with the others, but uh, okay, we'll see. Um, oh, there's no director on IMDb listed or cast. Let's do a little bit of detective work here just before mm. we wrap up. Uh, Final Destination six. Because, like, I don't know, I, I get very apprehensive about a movie existing, like, unless I see an actual trailer. So, like, I don't know. That I'm, I I still feel up in the air about, like, especially with everything that's going on with HBO Max. I'm like, I don't know, like, do, are we really going to get this movie? Are we 100% sure? Well, it's got a, it's got a writer. Um, mm-hmm. um, so here we go. Oh, this is a bloody disgusting article. Uh, okay. they said switching up the formula so this might be actually interesting to see what it says uh, as we recently learned the Final Destination franchise is being retooled with a brand new movie with John Watts from the Spider-Man movies and oh. Cop Cart on board as producer not directing not directing okay producing okay, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Watts is producing the sixth installment of the franchise with HBO Max uh, mm-hmm. Laurie Evans Taylor who uh, wrote Wicked Wicked Games and Guy Busick who wrote Scream 5 are writing. Mm. Okay. Uh, so speaking with uh, Dead Central via Fangoria, uh, Feather Station creator Jeffrey Reddick teases what we can expect, uh, suggesting it'll change up. So here's the, the quote. I will say that it's not just going to be another kind of we set up a group of people, they cheat death, and then death just gets them. Okay. We're listening. Why not? <laughs> That's what we like about it. Uh, and there's one wrinkle uh, that we kind of added to every movie to kind of like change it up a bit. Hmm. That says quote directly, by the way. I'm not saying kind of, you know, multiple yeah. times. That's him. <laughs> this one is a true Final Destination movie, but it doesn't follow the kind of formula. That's kind of again. St- dude, like, speak with some variety. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so he's not actually saying what the change is. He's just saying that it changes the formula. Yeah, I mean, the the thing's kind of weird about that is, like, I don't know, I feel like this is one where, I mean, I really wouldn't mind if they just stick with the formula. Like, it's if been... you give me, like, entertaining characters and crazy deaths, like, that's all I really need. <laughs> yeah, it's been over a decade, so I wouldn't mind them just sticking to the formula. I would yeah. just say give us some better characters, make them fun, yeah, yeah. keep it lighthearted, yeah. and have good deaths that's that's all i really need from it mm-hmm. uh but yeah so that that that's uh an article that was from early july this year well it's not too far away okay yeah uh i don't know if we've got any kind of mm-hmm. it was definitely maybe 2022 at one point uh, I, I mean whether it makes that mm-hmm. you know window you know we'll find out i guess yeah uh let me uh type in release date next to it see what we get Um, the film is set to be released in 2022 so that's the official word right now so okay <laughs> we're, st- we're still in this limbo of they may just announce it like a month before with the cast and director because uh, it's a streaming movie yeah. and they can do that it's yeah it's so hard to tell with like streaming movies now because yeah it feels like they're you know like like most movies usually will get um you know uh, more stuff leading up to it and more like promos and everything and then like streaming stuff yeah sometimes it's especially like with netflix shit my god like you know uh you'll get like something like a week before and then it's just dumped on there and you're like oh okay yeah and the announced to the writers were in october 2021 
Okay. To give you a bit of a timeline, so. Alright, so I mean, I'll, I'll hold out hope. Um, yeah, the the HBO Max thing just really, uh, it's like, it's a, a little nervous about what could be on the chopping block, but I mean, I guess at least the, you know, like with the, the DC stuff that was getting axed, like, you know, they were saying it's because they want a more, like, cohesive, uh, more kind of, what, what do you call it, like, big budget, like, um you know uh, theater movies instead of like just kind of you know smaller straight to streaming movies so uh maybe if they're not saying that specifically about the horror movies maybe you know it, it's safe but i don't know i mean if they've already shot it as much as they, they can batgirl i'd be surprised mm. if i don't think they care about final destination's reputation in the same way they do dc so <laughs> right yeah, yeah. <laughs> i suspect they'll happily shit it out one way or the other but mm -hmm. uh yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I know Evil Dead Rise had some test screenings, so that's actually definitely finished shooting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I, I was a little worried about that at first, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's safe. Yeah. So, hey, but there you go. So that's that's looking forward a little bit to FD6. But mm -hmm. uh, we do have to still rate Final Destination 5. So I'll take it away, Tim. Uh, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a little tough because the... Uh, the obviously the big strength of the movie is the kills. Uh, you know the very I think they're very fun. They're very entertaining, and you know they're very varied. So uh, and, and there's a decent amount of them uh, that you know it helps keep the movie going forward. And you know that's you know the the main point to watch. And if you're watching a Final Destination film, that's probably why you're watching for it anyway. Um, yeah, just the uh, the cons are just yeah the characters are so boring and bland and lackluster that it's just really hard to care about any of like the story or, or driving points uh, of it. it it's more just like um you know waiting for the kill uh in between you know the stuff that's happening so um i don't know probably sounds like i'm being like a little bit negative but i don't know it is still an entertaining movie um it's definitely not the worst of the franchise by far i kind of since i didn't really remember much about it or it I feel like I don't hear many people talk about it. I was kind of expecting this to be like really overly bad, but um, surprisingly it wasn't. It's uh, you know, it's still fun for the over the top kills and everything. But uh, I don't know. I think mm, I don't know uh, if a five point five is too low, but uh, I think that's what I'm gonna go with uh, for now. Um, five point five. Uh, very entertaining kills, but not really much else <laughs> going for it, unfortunately. Yeah, um, I think I will go on the try. I'll say 6 out of 10. Uh, the kills mm -hmm. are a lot of fun and probably make it my second most enjoyable of the franchise. Is mm -hmm. it objectively the second best movie? Probably not, just because mm -hmm. the characters are rough enough. I don't think the weight between kills is too bad, admittedly. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I think, you know, most of it is just here's the here's the setup for the kill, here's, like, mm -hmm. the build-up to it, and then the, the payoff, and it does that kind of a bunch of times, much like a slasher movie, just with very different mm. styles of death. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think the ending's fun. I, I think, you know, the, the final joke is fun, even though, you know, it doesn't necessarily sit with the rules all that well. Uh, mm. Because, you know, the other two being killed means that that rule's irrelevant anyway. So, mm. you know, it, it wouldn't have made a difference. Uh, not, not, and not, just to explain that, not that he shouldn't have died, he was always going to die, because he was still going mm -hmm. to be killed with the plane, uh, just like they were. 
yeah. But it wasn't because the other guy was going to die anyway. Yeah. <laughs> he was just going to die regardless. Nathan was going to die regardless. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, kills are fun. There's a couple of silly, like, logical things, you know, like, like the... The, the federal guy being so adamant that, like, somehow Sam's guilty of the bridge going down, <laughs> even though that's physically, like, impossible. Uh, wacky over-the-top kills, and, and, yeah, so. You know, I, I wouldn't have minded the cop thing if maybe, like, they made him a little goofier and, like, more over-the-top. Like, it would have been kind of funny if he, like, I mean, it, it, maybe it would have seemed a little weird because, like, you know, this was pre-2001, uh, but... Like, if he really did think that Sam was, like, a terrorist and, like, you know, like, that could be, like, a funny thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, yeah, it's it's more, you know, he, he doesn't really, there's not much, like, comedic about him. Yeah. So, there you go. Six out of ten. That's where I'm, that's where I'm sitting at. Do you, um, I don't know if you thought about it beforehand, but could you do, like, a quick ranking of the series? Oh, sure. Uh, two's in first place easy mm-hmm. uh and then i'd probably put five just because the kills are silly enough that i like mm-hmm. obviously the characters are the worst but like i'm here for the kills and like i said yeah. earlier it doesn't do as much of that stupid like i'm seeing the signs bullshit that like <laughs> plagued a lot of the other ones and uh mm-hmm. like uh, you have to put you know there's not a lot of them putting the mystery together here and mm-hmm. even though it does it maybe makes less sense for a movie it was just i was like okay i'm so glad i'm so glad we're just ignoring that and we're just having the kills yeah. So, uh, five second, and then third place. I, yeah, I think four probably goes there now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm conflicted about the last two spots because the kills are definitely better overall in three, but I think it's more disappointing in one because it came after two and it lost the mm-hmm. the personality that two had. Uh, and one does have that one really great kill that kind of inspired what a lot of the future movies would do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll I'll say one's fourth and then five, uh, three's last. Sorry. Yeah. Um, my ranking is pretty close. I'm probably just gonna switch five and four. But so for me, it would, I mean, two, obviously the best, and uh, and again, like we said, like by a a very long gap like it's two is like you know way up there and then you know next down um for me yeah it, it's four and i actually think four and five are pretty close um you know because the it, it's mostly the same reasons like you know that i think like oh they both have some you know pretty fun and entertaining kills um but i, I don't know i, I think four just kind of made me i don't know, laugh a bit more maybe some of the characters were a bit cheesier that uh i don't know I it, it just got me uh i, I mean like the... they, they both have blindly characters though i mean four and five definitely yes. both have most yes. have the bland like the, the main guy in both four and five are both like just like sleep inducing <laughs> yeah yeah and, and honestly like that's kind of par for the course for most of the series like except for the first one i feel like because maybe just because devin sawa is kind of like very manic <laughs> throughout the you know first one that... uh, maybe but I, I mean, other than that, like, even 2, I don't think the main character was that great. Uh, well, I think 2 and 3 have dull characters in how they're written because of the straight man. But mm-hmm. I think they're better than 4 and 5 just because, like, I think A.J. Cook and May Elizabeth Winstead are better actors. So at least oh, sure. they, yeah. they carry themselves in the scenes a bit better, even if their characters are kind of dull. 
yeah. whereas the guy in four and the guy in five they're just like they're kind of like mediocre like tv guest star actors and yes yeah, that, that's yeah. basically all they are so they, they have nothing to add to it uh they, yeah. they you know they can't make uh diamonds out of <laughs> shit <laughs> um, but yeah uh so, so my ranking would be two four five one three which i really didn't like three like the, yeah that's that one was really disappointing and like you said maybe because it's like right after two that and maybe that props up four a little bit for me as well because three was so disappointing that's sure like, yeah, yeah. It's not that bad yeah well, three um, has a couple of decent kills but like it, yeah. it takes itself super seriously and so much of it's like all this miserable high school stuff and yeah yeah i think that's a big thing too like i just uh, i don't ever need to go back to high school like <laughs> stop it, it yeah. also it probably goes the hardest on the investigation side because at least in the second yeah. movie they, and they they meet a character from the first one so they sort of like skip some beats and get to the point mm-hmm. a little bit but in three they have to discover it all kind of and it, it, they kind of mm-hmm. spend a lot more time sort of getting into it. and there's a whole photograph yeah. thing of like oh predicting like the death and stuff and yeah it's like you're saying like they just really need to at, at this point we know what the series is about so we don't need these long drawn out scenes of them questioning what's happening and stuff uh that is one thing that's kind of funny uh with number five is um i, I kept wondering because you know usually throughout the movies like someone will usually bring like oh like i saw a news story or i looked up online that this happened to someone else so i kept waiting for there to be a scene like that and uh I thought it was kind of weird that there wasn't, but then, obviously, because the ending, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, they don't really know that yet. Yeah, it's because none of it's happened yet. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's you know, reasonable enough, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's the Failed Destination franchise. It's got, it's got its ups and its downs. Um, uh, you know, I, and I know some people like 3, but I, I, I genuinely think it is the weakest for a, a number of reasons yeah i really did not like it <laughs> sorry <laughs> three lovers <laughs> they're just big fans of the uh the the, the 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 rapper name dude who's the pervert who says, yeah. says he's the ladies man <laughs> they're all big fans of him yeah. uh, but there, there you go that, that well, is the um oh. the the sun tanning bed death is pretty good like i feel like that's pretty memorable i'll give him that oh yeah that's what i was gonna say a minute ago uh like i can't believe the one that has a extended sequence set in a hardware like store is the, <laughs> is the one that's the weakest like that should be like a gold mine for final destination that's true yeah <laughs> jeez you could set a whole movie like where they're trapped in the hardware st- like oh yeah that's a great idea for a final decision movie time right mm-hmm. a group of characters survive something like they do and then mm-hmm. they find themselves locked in overnight at like a like a you know a hardware store like for me it's b and q mm. for you it's like what do you call this place like home depot or home something. depot yes yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's the american equivalent uh so mm. it's like shit we have to stay in overnight like in like a sort of chopping mall style scenario except instead of the being killer robots mm. everything's mm. just trying to kill them <laughs> <laughs> and they have to survive the night <laughs> yes that would be cool there you go uh i i wonder if there are like more movies that are going to like uh like do something similar to uh what prey did and try to do like back to the basics know, a, simple but but like a different like completely different like time period or oh, something because like because yeah. really like you know you could do final destination like any time really you know <laughs> that's true 
That's true. I hadn't thought of that. And the only problem is, though, if you set it in a vastly different time period, that the budget sh- skyrockets because you have to have older cars. You have to have, yeah. you know, you have to CG out backgrounds so that you don't have, like, modern stuff peeking in and stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that's why a lot of horror movies, you don't get a lot of horror movies that are period pieces unless it's sold <laughs> that they're in the forest with a hut. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> because it's too expensive to do like, the city streets and stuff and, you know, the time periods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, there's some. The Conjuring movies are set, you know, in the 60s and 70s or whatever, but... Um, Even, like, stuff like that, it's not, like, as hard because you're not, like, walking around the city usually yeah, when you're just at, like, a house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they, they choose their locations very wisely. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I, I can find a Final Destination movie where they're they're trapped in a location for most of it mm-hmm. there you go that's my my pitch go on do yeah. it uh, they're trapped inside a cube <laughs> a space station <laughs> actually found a destination in space would be pretty cool <laughs> yeah like well if something happens to the space station but then like one has a vision they're able to like stop it from happening and then it's mm-hmm. like oh all the space stuff is going to start doing things now yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. But there you go. That is uh, our thoughts on the Final Destination series and of course mainly Final Destination 5 which was the topic of this episode. Uh, you can let us know what you thought of it in the comments. I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers for the month so thank you very much to Tyler Hesson, the Palacios, David Sharp, Bordenow, Christopher Moy, David Brown, Al Treisman and Alison M. Fordyce. This is uh, our you know producer tier on Patreon. You can support us though at any amount over at patreon.com slash TV and get some bonuses for your trouble. At the $3 tier, you get a bonus episode every month. We just did The Innocence, uh, which is a Norwegian film, uh, which is quite mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, and you, at the $5 tier, you get even more streams, which is a, just a casual show where every month me and Tim talk about all the different horror movies we've been watching that's not for the show. And uh, mm-hmm. Tim usually makes a little horror quiz for me to, mm-hmm. to test my mate on. Uh, <laughs> so... Uh, you get those two bonuses, you get some early access at the $5 tier, and there's some other stuff as well, so go and have a look and see if you're interested and want to support all the content and keep streams after midnight coming, uh, so go and have a look-see. Um, otherwise, like, subscribe, ding the bell for notifications if you listen to the audio version on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from, you know, give us five stars, a review, uh, follow us on Twitter, at Screams Midnight, and share us out uh, with your, your, your horror-loving friends, and uh, that's basically all we can ask, so... Mm-hmm. thank you very much uh i'll tell you what's coming next time because uh you know uh, even more streams will be there for patrons uh in a week or so's time give or take uh the week after that though when we have our next regular public episode me and tim have got a debt to pay <laughs> uh we we owe the next twilight movie so it's going to be that kind of episode where we are <laughs> maniacally trying to make sense of the decisions made in Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 1. The penultimate Ooh. Twilight movie <laughs> as well. So. What if we just stop there? <laughs> if we don't <laughs> review any other ones? You mean just the last one? I mean, like, we do Breaking Dawn Part 1, but never Part 2. Yeah, there's only one left. <laughs> No, there's Breaking Dawn Part 1 and then Breaking Dawn Part 2. Yeah, but you said stop after Part 1. Yeah. So you said we never do any of the other ones, and I'm saying there's only one after that. Oh, okay. (laughs) That's all all I'm correcting, is that you implied plural. That's all. (laughs) Well, you never know. They could uh, come out with a prequel or something. Oh, oh God, don't give them ideas, Tim. (laughs) Don't give them ideas. 
uh so yeah so we're going to do that next and then uh by th- and, and by then comfortably orphan first kill should be out so that'll lately be what's after mm-hmm. that and then we'll, yeah. we'll take it from there uh and at that point we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll be deep into planning for anything extra we're doing for october it won't be like a ton <laughs> it won't be of october thons of a few years ago it'll probably be similar to last year's but there's a few, there's some extras and you know we'll yeah. do what we can but uh it'll be fun yeah so we'll, we'll do some fun stuff we'll I think what you can look forward to in October is that we'll definitely be finishing off a couple of franchises because we have one more Hellraiser mm-hmm. left and we have one more Leprechaun left. So, oh boy, <laughs> those are definitely wrapping up in October, and we'll see what else, uh, what else we want to do. Uh, but uh, that is Screams After Midnight. So, thank you very much for joining us. We always appreciate it. Keep watching scary movies. We'll see you next time. We're out.